Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Tony Soto Show. My name is Tony Soto. Uh, I'm reporting to you all from the mean streets of L.A. on our way to the first ever DragCon, which is a drag queen convention. I'm with Adam Silver. I'm ready for you, Rue. And we just had a really fulfilling conversation with an 11-year-old, or 10-year-old, named Lulu, about drag. Uh, Lulu, do you want to say something? Hi! Lulu is amazing and loves drag queens. And who's your favorite drag queen, Lulu? My favorite drag queen is Jinx Monsoon because she's amazing and... Jinx Monsoon. This girl is cute. And her mom brought her here. It's very, very sweet. It's a family affair down here at DragCon. I told the little uh, 10-year-old that she should listen to my podcast, but only for the RuPaul wrap-up and not for the constant dick jokes. All right. We're going to go into this thing and try to meet some people and talk to a few things and whatnot. So we'll be back. All right, so Adam Silver and I, hello, we made it into the convention hall, and by God, is it gay. It is so many cross-dressers. Oh, this is a gay event? I didn't realize. If I was going to have one critique already. <laughs> you shady bitch. We've been, we've been here how long and I already have a complaint. Three and a half goddamn <laughs> minutes. Well, the thing about it is, Adam Silver, is that with all the vendors, they also have little sections for drag queens to do autograph sessions, mm -hmm. which then clogs up the aisleways and I can't sneak a free photo of these bitches. I am here with Mrs. Kasha Davis. How are you, my dear? Oh, I'm a delight. How are you? How does it feel to be at the first drag convention in her street? It is amazing. You know what's great? You get to interact on social media, but now you get to interact face to face. And these kids are having a blast. There's so many people here that when I was that age, to have something like this would be an absolute dream come true. I had to be in the closet. Oh, it's completely changed my life. I left my uh, career of 18 years to now be full-time Mrs. Kasha Davis. The gigs come in. I've, I've got a one-woman show. I've got a single. It's just, it's, just a, it's just a blast. And I'm so glad to finally just be diving in wholeheartedly as a performer. You so. know, I, I, I think that uh, in past seasons, uh, older queens have kind of been cast away and voted off early and you made it really far how do you feel about doing it for the older ladies <laughs> oh we gotta keep it up for those old gals <laughs> um you know what it is too um it's it's there, there are older divas that are getting forgotten so i can bring some of that out it's so fun when i do a liza minnelli number at a club and they're like that was amazing i'm like yes you need to know these ladies you gotta know your gay history <laughs> exactly Absolutely. you know so but and i, I think that you know there there's no wrong drag and so everybody's got a different kind of perspective. And so people try to get really, really creative and do all new things. But the classics are there, too. And that's what I like to bring. Absolutely. I'm a real housewife now. I don't have to wait till 5 o'clock to have a cocktail. There's always <laughs> time, time for a cocktail. cocktail. Thank you so much, Mrs. Cocktail. Running hot, running cold. I wasn't running into all the Lord. It was a scream. All right. Come on. <laughs> 
There we go. Now, Pete, don't you get my feet while I'm going to fall up in here and say, now, wait a minute, bitch. Okay. What's your name? Tell us your name. I'm Adam. Adam. Yeah. Ooh, your voice deep. Okay. I'm from the Midwest. Adam, wait a minute. What's your name again? Adam. Put it a little bit closer to your mouth. What's your name? Adam. Ooh. <laughs> He got a little deeper. The closer he got, the deeper he got. Those are signs. The Bible says, read your signs and follow your signs. That's a sign right there. Meet me in the meet me outside, too. That 40 she give me, I'm going to give it to you. It's a recorder. Oh, I was going to say, you got your own mic. Shit. Bring your own rubbers. That's what they say. Okay. Uh, my name is Tony Soto. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Tony Soto. Don't we? What's that? Do we talk on social media? We've we've talked on social media, yeah. We, we, yeah. We can't we repeat it in here. <laughs> no, I think it was pretty virginal. It's fine. You said virginal? Yeah, it was it was you oh, know. Oh, okay. We talked about hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh my question is what would you have been, what would you have done if you had not become T. S. Madison? Oh my god. That's a good question. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a great question. If I was not T.S. Madison today, I'm supposed to be T.S. Madison. I was born to be T.S. Madison, and I couldn't be anybody else. When I was was a young child, I couldn't be Rue because Rue was on TV. So I, I looked and I was like, yes, this is, this is really what I want to be. I didn't know that this, I really wanted to be a, a superstar, but... I wanted to be a doctor at one point. I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be all these things. And I and I'm, I'm going to share some really private things. I allowed my hunger for dick to transform me into a broad. Now I'm not your traditional transgender woman. A lot of transgender women are going to tell you that you know they felt like they were a woman on the inside and they felt this and the other and and that's that's that might be someone else's story. My story was I was a horny boy that liked trade. I liked boys. And I just see my other girlfriends getting all these fine boys and they would take I did it for sexual gratification at first. That was one of my reasons. That's why my body is oversized, my tits are oversized. That's why. So I'm 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 able to to own my truth now and, and tell the truth and say that I T as Madison at first I wanted to be a transgender person for sex reasons. But the more I grew into becoming who I am and explored who I was and, and understood that life isn't all about sex and, 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 well, well, life isn't all about sex and sexual things and that I really was, I really was supposed to be a woman. I was supposed to be these things. A woman with peace, I was supposed to be there. And I was supposed to inspire people in the world to be who they want to be. I was supposed to do that. So if I wasn't T.S. Madison, honey, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. I'm supposed to be T.S. Madison. And thank you for that question. All right, we have been at DragCon for how long now? What time is it? Oh, I mean, God, since my first morning coffee. Yeah, uh, and we literally just sat through three hours of educational services. Well, I guess four, because we started, we, wa- we watched uh, Martha Wash. She was talking about disco uh, and disco. stuff. Then we saw Hey Queen with Johnny McGovern. Um, and he had Jocelyn Fox on as a guest. What did you think of that? Amazing. And I also love Brandon. I don't remember his last name, but Brandon, the little voguing oh, boy. Yeah, the little voguing gay kid. He was cute. Today, looking great. Fifi O'Hara painted him to the gods, yeah. to the gods. And then we saw Miss T.S. Madison. Where, wait a minute, Now, bitch. wait a minute. 
minute bitch. She was fantastic. Uh, and then finally, we just wrapped up Alyssa's secret, and that bitch is insane. I think that's without question the funniest drag queen that exists. I've never laughed so hard, and it was all on the fly. So so impressed. Oh, you could tell it was on the fly because sometimes that bitch just tripped all over. <laughs> We're gonna go back down to the convention floor, see if we can get a few more drag queens to talk to us. But so far, the first drag con in history has been pretty damn cute. Pretty damn historical. 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 <laughs> All right, so I knew it was just a matter of time before I ran into some Chicago realness to take me back home. I'm with Nestor Photography. Hey, baby, how are you? Hey, bitch, I'm doing amazing. So uh, tell me, what do you think? What are you thinking about the first ever drag con? It's definitely a lot to handle. It's like a double penetration. There's a lot of drag queens, there's people running, there's fans, merchandise, shit you don't need, shit you want, everything. Now, what has been uh, some a standout moment for you since uh, you've been here? Uh, just seeing everyone just do their stuff. It's kind of inspirational because everyone's working so hard and having their booths and their merchandise. It's not easy to just come down here and just feel the fantasy. There's a lot of work behind it. So I think that helps seeing other people put as much work into it. Okay, well, tell us a little bit about what you have going on because now you are a photographer and you're known. You have been... you. Uh, uh, photographed Gia Gunn, uh, Pearl. You, you've taken pictures of a lot of drag queens. Right. But now it seems to me like uh, your brand is expanding. Yes. So tell us a little bit about, uh, about your brand and what you do. Um, well, I started with drag photography about 10 years ago before the show. And I just look at the talent and it kind of inspires me to think of a character. And then I do the pictures. It just so happens that the people that I shoot end up being on the show, which is great. So I'm kind of trying to parlay the photos into more merchandise, uh, keychains, clothing, uh, jewelry, prints, everything you would want to decorate your home and just be gay about it. Oh, I'm seeing that bitch Shea Coulee is here on your calendar. Just like I said, I shoot hometown queen, so I love my Shea. I love my Valentine. You hear that, Shea Coulee? Uh, there's some love coming for you, coming your way from L.A. That bitch knows it. Uh, now, uh, this calendar... Um, uh, it's a 12-month calendar. It looks absolutely brilliant. Uh, what was it like getting all these queens together to do this project? Oh, my God. It was insane um, because all of my stuff um, is actually real sets. It's not really that much Photoshop, so it's a lot of planning. Uh, like, Shay's was a whole tea set. I We did it in her, her uh, actually, apartment with tea sets, a table goblets donuts juice now you also styled her uh her her big Beyonce video right 7-eleven that's right uh-huh me and my partner randall styled it that was a big undertaking because it was just a bunch of drag queens and they're like okay what are we gonna wear and all their personalities are so different uh but it turned out amazing we we recreated some of the looks i think uh but with a little more sass all right before we go tell everyone exactly what was the what was the your favorite queen to shoot i would have to say monica was my original she was my 
inspiration, but uh, Pearl, in terms of just her artistry, the scenery that we created together, I think was the best, just because she was so, she didn't give a fuck. She was just like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Throw a car on me, and I'll eat some Cheetos on Lakeshore Drive. Let's do it. Well, check out Nestor'sPhotography.com for all things drag. It is amazing. The work that he does with these queens is brilliant, and he really does showcase the beautiful talent that of drag that is coming out of Chicago, especially. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tony. So good to see you. Yes. I'm here with the fabulous and infamous and famous and wonderful Miss Coco Peru. Uh, how are you, my dear? I'm exhausted. This was a crazy day. So we're at DragCon, uh, first drag convention in history. Correct. What are your thoughts? Because you've been around. You like you, like you. To Wang Fu is how I was introduced to you. I, so. I've been around exactly pre-internet. Yeah. So, so the fact that this is happening today is really kind of amazing when you think about how far we've come and and how you know I had people today that I'm meeting that are 13 years old and being self-expressed and that to me is just amazing and wonderful. Absolutely. Thank and you so much for talking to us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I'm here with the princess at. Hi, Tony! At DragCon. Uh, all right, I have a quick question for you. Ask me. All right, out of all the queens that happened in all the seasons... What... I hate them all. Oh, good. Well, this is good. <laughs> Which two would you want to see pitted against each other in a, in a lip sync for their lives? Oh, my goodness. Talk about on the spot. Um, I would probably say uh, Sharon Needles and Pearl. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, definitely. A very I, slow, tired lip sync. <laughs> and then Logo would have to, or World of Wonder would somehow have to spin it into something that looked good for television. You know uh, what I mean? The editors can do anything. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. I'll Are talk you to you soon. I'm here with Raven and Jujubee, the original power couple of RuPaul's Drag Race. Hi, ladies. How are you doing here at DragCon? Wonderful. How Fabulous. are you doing? So I have a quick question. Now, you guys are like besties, and that re your relationship was great on RuPaul's Drag Race. What are some other uh, relationships, like girlfriends, that uh, you've seen grow on RuPaul's Drag Race that you've enjoyed watching grow? Gosh. You know what? I've noticed that Trixie and uh, Trixie Mattel and Katya, Katya. Are, are pretty friendly. And I, I, I don't know if you guys saw it. I didn't really see that they had much of a friendship on screen, but I know that they love each other a lot. And honestly, Coco and Alyssa are actually, like, best buddies. Thank you so much. And you guys were such a pleasure to watch during your season. And I loved watching you guys on World of Wonder and all that jazz, too. There's more to come. And don't forget to visit ggbonline.com. And Raven on Facebook. Uh, yeah, I just got Facebook. That's it. You, you don't have an Instagram yet, right? I saw you on uh, Hey Queen. I saw you do Hey yeah. Queen. I was in the audience, and I couldn't believe you don't have an Instagram. I got rid of Instagram. I got rid of Twitter. I just have Facebook. Back to the basics. Thank you so much, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm here with Phoebe Sahara, the original. The original. You can't get any more original than this girl here. Winner of Repulse Drag Race Season 1. Hello, my dear. Hello. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. And you look great. Oh, my God. You look great. I'm loving everything about this. I just wanted to give some people, you know, a little savage love, savage beauty. You know, just, yes. just bring that jungle. And Ravage us, yeah, girl. Just, yeah, just eat it up. I have a question for you. I have a question for you. Now, since you are the original, since you were the first winner, what did you say beyond the Vaseline lens? How do you feel about the evolution of RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh my gosh, you know what? It is just like, look at this convention. 
this speaks a volume. I don't even have to say anything because when we started, we never knew that this was going to take off like this. And like seven years later, look at how many people are coming here to support drag to support the art from it's it's in the spotlight now it's it's our time to shine baby now you are legit entertainers and we are tearing the party yes yeah now uh you uh are doing other things of course what how, how has repulse drag uh race changed your life well it has given me a really great platform and you know the one thing is the the ability to be able to meet a lot of amazing supporters and hear amazing stories and just to hear because listen this glamour is glamour all this wigs and makeup and everything we wear but to be able to see how what we do impacts other people that is just to me that is the, the, the creme de la creme you know because it's like people see us perform and people see us do what we do but they are we touch them in certain ways we bring life to them we bring excitement you know we bring hope we bring joy we bring fun and laughter you know and, and if that's what we need to do if that's our purpose here in this universe then that's what we need to do well you are the original and you are an inspiration thank you so much PB now can I flip my fan for your podcast do it girl Ah, <laughs> y'all felt that shit, right? Thank you so much. I'm here with Victoria Park Chop Parker, uh, and I was just wondering, how are you? First of all, I am having a ball here at DragCon. How are you? I'm well. Can you believe that something like this has taken so long to happen? Uh, well, it's time. It's time. This is 2015. Drag Race has taken a long journey from 2008 until now. And look where we're at. We're in the L.A. Convention Center with thousands of people here. It's incredible. Now, you are a veteran of drag. You've been around. I remember my first time I saw you was on the documentary. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, how has your life changed since going coming on RuPaul's Drag Race? Well, it's changed in a big way. I now live in Los Angeles. I moved here about four years ago from the South. I have a great career career working as a male and impersonator i travel throughout the state and country entertaining and i've got an agent things have really went well for me and i went home first so imagine if i got back on all stars and won wouldn't that be incredible you know i've already said i think that we need to bring back uh the the seven girls that went home first and then the seven runners up and then one winner for like an all stars and you all have to compete on a regular thing anyway you have been so brilliant and it was so nice talking to you and I just wish you luck in everything else that you're doing well thank you so much and you have a wonderful day here at DragCon well that about does it for me for DragCon 2015 you know I have to say what a great fucking time what amazing experience what an eclectic group of people who came to enjoy the world of drag. I mean, there were families, moms, dads, kids, aunts, uncles. There were transgender folks. There were gay folks. There were drag queens. There were bio queens. There was just every color of the rainbow at this event. Now, of course, as with anything, it was the very first of its kind. So there were some kinks there were some long lines to go get autographs from your favorite queens. Um, the lighting <laughs> wasn't necessarily the best. We should rethink for next year the fluorescent lighting. I really think that this event should maybe be a little bit more theatrical and a little better lit. Because, girl, sometimes a drag queen just ain't pretty under fluorescent lights. Just the truth. But... Overall, DragCon 2015 was an amazing time and was an amazing event. So I hope very much that I will be able to be a part of 
DragCon 2016. But until then, this is Tony Soto saying keep listening to the Tony Soto Show every Wednesday because, let's face it, it is a good goddamn time. But until then, bye.